All right, so welcome to the Maiden Trafford podcast episode 79. No, you got it wrong there, but 79, 79. We're in the building, episode 79. Um, yeah, so, all right, boys, you know what time it is. Just introduce yourself. Obviously, we've got a special guest in the building. Uh, big up yourself, Harley. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. But, uh, you with me? Um, yeah, boys, introduce yourself. Cool. Uh, Carl Sanusi, big 2L in the building. Back for another week. Let's get let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. Emmanuel's in his own building, but you know, we're all right, we're all good. What's going on, people? Love that. Mm. And Harley, tell the yeah, people. Hello. I'm Harley Abriana. Um, I'm involved in abstract records. We're gonna have a, a good little chat today, I think, about music and yeah. stuff in general. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna properly get into it. So all right, Harley. Awesome. So I guess we always like to start with our guests and you know what they've been up to and what they've been doing um you've been where you work and you are part of hey um sorry you're part of abstract radio which you know we've been following your movements for a while and so mm-hmm. we've been wanting to you know make this collab happen for a minute so i'm kind of glad that you know we finally been able to do it um yeah. just for the people who don't know given a little insight into what abstract radio is oh so um we started as Abstract Radio like about five years, and it's like initial it was probably about five years ago. Mm. It was like it was like at the time when um, I guess like uh, DJ collectives and, and that kind of like you know like selection that kind of thing was starting to come up, and that was kind of what we were into. It's like putting on nights, doing putting out mixes, and the, 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 like the culture of. of of like the party culture, I guess would be a good way of calling it. But it's more, it's more, it's not so like clubby. Uh, like the house stuff is more like, um, like the R and B side of stuff. That's like fusion, all that kind of stuff. Like more. So that that was the um, initial sort of start of abstract radio. Um, and then as the years have progressed, that kind of the nice kind of. Fizzled out some of the it, it reached it sort of reached where it needed to be, um, and, and, and everything had happened like that. And and, the, and at this time, um, a few other things had happened that kind of the people. So I, I run it with uh, myself, um, and Hayden was the, um, like literally my best mate from school. Hayden was the other guy that we used to run it from. I know he took the flight fifteen years. And I mean, basically, life happens, um, and we had to take like a little hiatus from doing all of it. Um, in about when was that 2018, um, mm-hmm. and then, but we still kind of kept involved with, uh, well, at least kept tabs of what was going on, just in case you know, we had to get back into it. We know, we're not, oh, yeah. like, fish out of water kind of thing. Um, and then, then I'm just trying, trying to think what happened next. Yeah, so then a couple of years later, sort of life happened again. And we were in a position where we could start get back into it. Um, and we, we, we originally started doing it as, as again, as like abstract radio, um, of, of like putting up mixes, doing like uh, mixed remixes of songs. Um, and it got to a point where we were, we were like, this is kind of not what it used to be. The, the crowds are the same. Um, mm. the, the like, the ones that are already doing it are so well established now as well. It's kind of like any anything you do, people think you're copying. It's not like it's not almost not original. So yeah, we yeah. were like, right, let's how can we still be involved with this? But different. And then so we came up with the idea of um abstract records, uh, which is what it's like its current state is. Um and that's more of like we our original vision was kind of be like, oh well, we want to be like a record label, then we'll we'll collate all of this stuff. And just put it out. Uh, mm. So that way, you know, we're, we're not necessarily doing all of the, the mixing and all of, all of the sets and all of that. It's, it's we're dealing with the artists, actually. The stuff that we're, we're dealing with anyway, we're actually going direct to them and helping them get to where they need to be. Um, so that was our initial sort of idea of it. That, that would maybe started like 2019, 2020. Um, we were like, this... This isn't working how we thought it would work. Um, mm. People nowadays, people are kind of a bit 
wary of, of record labels and um well i mean i i almost hate saying record labels well because it kind of sounds like you're you're being a bit pretentious i guess for being like, oh, I got a record label like that kind of yeah thing. i don't really <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you, the record labels like UMG or Sony, the, the big one, their record labels, you're kind of like, mm. I guess, like an imprint or something like that. But people people get weary about it. They're like, okay, well, let's just take a step back. We uh, we imagined it again and what we wanted to do. What, what we found the best approach to take was that we ended up in a sort of consulting position where we're almost like, we fill the role of, of a label in the sense that, like, if an artist needs um, money to fund a project uh, or if they need um, contacts that, you know, that we've got, that we've, like, developed over the years, like, we're more than happy to like, do that for in this way that a traditional record label would work. Um, but we don't we don't tend to own, like, the master, so we wouldn't pay for, like, uh, we wouldn't have fund of the actual recording of the project or the making of it. Um, Got you. Right. It's more sort of like, oh, you want is to get it more A&R then? Yeah, I guess A&R's, it's kind of like that because a lot of people sort of need an A&R as well but they don't realise mm. they need an A&R so they're like a little further down the road. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, it's, it's, I, would, I would say it's more management um, on the yeah. label services. Um, uh, and that's where we found that we, we've been like, we come in and most people that we work with tend to be not with us for very long but that's that was the main goal of it was like well we want to get you get you help you get to here and then when you get to here if you want to keep us great you know we'll stay on as a manager or whatever like that that's great but for us it's not about like making millions off of, of one hit record it's kind of like you know it's quite a big way of, of looking at it is like we are trying to develop the artist to take it a little bit further mm. to, to get them to a point and, and some people really like that. Some people get really weird about it, um, especially um, uh, in like independent artists. We've, we've had a couple. We, we were like, look, our main goal would be to, to sort of sign to someone else that isn't us, but mm. can get is bigger so that you can get more of an audience. But, but we want to facilitate that to get you there. Mm. So I guess it's kind of like a, an introductory label is, is, is a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's yeah. interesting like, because a lot of people need a lot of new artists that come out independent artists they come into the game and you know they you can see there's talent there but they mm. don't have someone guiding them and that seems like what you guys want to do even to yeah. the point that it's really interesting that you were even a bit like you know there's when you get to that certain position where you feel like you might not need us anymore you guys are actually happy to take a step back and be like all right within your career we've done what we can you know mm. if that makes sense we've um assisted you up to this point and you're more or less good to go after that. Yeah, and, and it's kind of, that, that, that was the approach that we wanted, because it, it's, it's like, who, who am I? It's okay if, if we were managing an artist, who would we be if, if, if we got annoyed that Sony or, or like one of the big four, big three wanted to come mm. and sign them? Um, like, that, that's not good for us. Like, what, what you want? Like, mm. go, on, go for it. I can't compete with that. I can't. I can't press 12 million records <laughs> get it like <laughs> set out like, you yeah. do that that's fine if that's what you want like, then that, that's what you should be doing and, and we're really selective with who we work with at the moment um, importantly it's like we, we want to be fans of who of who we work yeah, with yeah that's a big thing um, as in, and that's sort of been the main mission from like day one it's been like would I listen to this person on my own not are they going to make me money or can I do anything with them it's like would I be a fan of this person if I've never found it? Mm. It's, it's, it's almost like you're like, so it's almost like you're like uh, removing the negative connotations that are attributed to a, a, a record mm. label because people people forget that at the end of the day, it is a business model. You know, mm. they will sign millions of artists in a year and half of them might not even put a record out, whereby, okay, your situation is smaller, but it's more intimate. You can actually have the conversation, you actually listen to the artist's music. And you can actually guide them. So I think what you've done is you should you should be uh, proud of yourself because obviously I found you. I found abstract radio at the beginning of its foundation. I remember mm. being in uni and just looking for like over your radio, looking for selection. And I think I just randomly came across one of your mixes. Yeah. And I think you know from developing where you are from then to now, I think it's a really positive positive thing. You know? Yeah, yeah cool. no, I appreciate that. I think it's just like a, a different, like you can't, 
I mean, I, I don't know. You probably can. I wouldn't want to have been putting on like doing DJ mixes every week for the rest of my life doing it. And there's also just like another <laughs> the sides of doing it. Of, um, I've just this is a little bit more like my main thing now outside of when I'm not doing um, the record label stuff is I, I was just saying uh, before we went on not on that is that I do like sound engineering. So I like like yeah. a lot of good music and, and good like up and coming musicians anyway from all genres and. I think for me that's what it is. Is like I'm a fan of of just music in general. So yeah. I don't want to just be doing one part of it. I like to be doing sort of, or I like to be involved with everything else. And I know Hayden, who we run it with, he's the same. He he works, um, or he's from his background is like he he started off in um, like tour management and that kind of stuff, and then he's gone on to do like stuff in label in like big labels, um, and then we run it with another guy who he came on this year, Seb. He does all like the creative stuff. So any videos that you see that we put out, um, he he like does all of the videos and stuff for that. He's like probably one of the best additions that we've had to the team. Um, like he's got he's with the vision, but he, he's got like the creativity that sets get skill sets that I can't cover and Saint Hayden can't cover. Yeah. So, but again, that the whole point is that we like to work with people that they're excited to work with and they they add something to the to the team or, or to the division that someone's like trying to achieve like that's our main thing really. yeah i get that now I feel, and i really appreciate what you said i think it's important i think a lot of people start projects and they don't do it with people that they actually like is that I mean, not that they don't like them but it's you're actually fans of the people that you're working with i think that's so important because your investment is going to be so much bigger as well and actually mm. being truly selective with work and I think um that really probably you know helps with how you approach artists and stuff like that and I'm sure from for, from there and it's, e- it's easier to work with someone that you know uh, actually enjoys what you're putting out yeah generally I find it is um occasionally we'll get sort of oh it's a bit um oh, that was a nice way to put it they think they know what they want and that's fine if you know what you want but they can be quite like um, hard-headed about it. So there's no room for movement. Um, I remember I had a few, not every meeting, you know, everyone needs to, every artist that you meet isn't going to be like the one that you work with. Um, and there's sometimes it just doesn't work, like personality-wise it doesn't work or their goals don't line up with what you want. Um, I mean, I, I remember probably the most recent one, this was before the whatever lockdown, we're in now fourth or fifth lockdown, when we were allowed to watch pubs <laughs> and stuff. Um, we went and met with, an artist that I, I like to this day she's a lovely girl I love her I love her music um she she wanted to do it all herself basically and she was like mm. I want I want to take it as far as, as I can take it on myself and that's like a perfectly valid thing to do but she, it was getting to a point where she was like if you had a little bit of a tea behind you you mm. can take it further um and she she was so adamant that she was going to do it independently um, to, the, to the point of where I think it's like you're almost tricking yourself. And she was like, because we're like, well, you know, we have contacts at uh, A&Rs of like quite a lot of majors that if, if that's what you're looking to, we can get you meetings with them. You can get send, send it over. Um, and she was like, well, I don't want to sign to a major. I, I just want to be independent forever. Um, oh, and to, to the point where it's like, well, yeah, but if, if someone came to you, if Sony came to you and was like, here's a million dollar, million dollar advance and, <laughs> what are you gonna say no? I would say yeah, I'm just, she, I'm, I'm, yeah, nah, when you need to make money to be a working exactly. musician and you're on the come up, I think you need to be a little bit realistic and not be so, or at least be flexible in in what your approach is. And that's all. Like, and that's okay. What about like a big independent? And you know, and she was like, no, I want to do it all on my own. I want to be like, um, maybe she's she's. Chance the rapper was the one of the uh, artists that she she would always bring up, and I was like, well. To be fair, his most successful album was on Apple Music exclusively when it first dropped, and he got. Oh, now she wanted to be like Chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the guys, man. Five hundred thousand he got for doing no. Five hundred thousand he got just for putting it exclusively on Apple. I mean, nah. how independence independent is, is, is for is real? And she she's really blindsided because the, you know we mm. are interested in this sort of stuff, so we know that the music industry is a game. And there's a lot mm. of tricks that they try to present to you that it's not the case. Like, uh, you know, I think certain things may have been like done independently, but these people have a team behind them that really push them to the moon. 
So as much yeah. as Gang Clans and Prayers, you know, I think he was independent at that point. There's certain things that Stormzy would have had access to that you being independent, it's just not going to work. Like It's not going to do you any favours. For sure. And that's the key word. It's like, have, what do you have access to? And that's what we like to always say when we meet people. It's like, we can get you access to like producers or A-laws or we can get you your music to people. That, if, if you want that, that is like, mm. you know, if you if you want to, or if there's like a really small, in, like, I don't know, Dirty Hill or something like that, if you want to speak to someone there, yeah, we can, yeah, we can do that for you if, if that's what you want to, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but you probably, you know what I mean? You're good, like they're good enough to have that to have at least, yeah, maybe be on the radar, but they might not. There's, I think, um, who was it that I was listening to, like Kenny Beats? He said major sign like 600 um artists a year, like all the, on average, that's between all of, over all of them. So, like, it, there's a lot of noise out there that, that's getting heard, and yeah, you might be good, but are you being heard by the right people? Maybe not. That's a fact, it's because you know, by the team manager. Think- do you think it's more a game of, uh, they always say this, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And it seems like the music industry is very much that sort of environment as well. I think so. And I think there's quite a lot of like artists that, excuse me, that would, um, especially recently, I've, I've noticed it more, I think, of like artists of company. Me and Hayden talk about this quite a lot. And again, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because they are good. But it's definitely like your as I think Arlo Parks is a really good example of that. Um, she she she's been really releasing music for I guess like a couple of years, but she's she's got like a number one album when it when it dropped like last month or whatever. It was in the top. I can't remember what it was. It, it was trying quite high, but I've never heard of it before. She's got all this big label support. Apple Music is supporting her. Um, mm. Spotify is supporting her. But Sony not Sony. Uh, what label she signs? I can't remember she signs it, but her label are like she's got like massive support. Mm. And not to say like she's she's bad. I really like her, like the music. It's just you've come out. Where did it come from? Yeah, that is what we call it. Just, that's what we call it. Industry club. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, mean, like, I don't think we're there's not working with that around here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, but like it, that's what, I think it's a good point, though, isn't it? It's like, would she, is she good enough to? Is she better than say the artist I was talking about? Earlier, probably not. Uh, yeah, not that there, there's it's hard to compare sort of subjective material, but they're just she's just as good. It's just mm. she knows the right people, she's got a good time managers, like really obviously well connected. And she, I think I do think a lot of it is is who you know, especially if you want to make like serious money from it. It, it does need to be like who do you know, or at least have a good team behind you. Mm. Okay, yeah. so what's the what's the for you the goal for the label? Like, what do you where do you see it? Because is it is it something like um, do you see the future or the end goal? Do you see it as something being like a label under a major? Um, what's the goal? And you, yeah, we we again we, we do speak about this quite a lot. Um, I think I've kind of probably speak about it too much of them, but I always like to make sure <laughs> we're all on the same page um, at, at some point. And I think for us, it's not necessarily to be bought out. I guess we won't go to the attention of doing that. Uh, and again, I, I think I'd be stupid to say if some big massive label came and offered to buy us out for X amount of money and the price was right, I think I would at least I'd at least consider it. But that, that's not like that's not why we started it. The, I think the main goal mm. for us is, is to just literally help support up and coming artists and get the artists yeah. where they need to be. Um, for as long as like that's needed. And I don't think it'll be needed forever. Um, I think as the the years go on, I think there'll be like there'll be some sort of I don't know, you know, like you can distro kid, you can upload and people can upload to all the streaming services now, which they couldn't do even like 10 years ago. Um I think there'll become a point where it's, it's like there'll be like a virtual A and R or something. I don't know, I feel like that's where it'll go and that it'll be all online or um, and, and there won't be need, really a need for like people like us because it'll be done. You can do again. You can do it yourself. Um, yeah. Until that until that day comes, like I feel like I'm just gonna keep going with it. I'm not. I'm not in it to sort of make millions or do that. It's literally just for the love of the love of music, mm. the love of the love of helping um, uh, helping people get that get to where they need to go. Oh, yeah. like, it is like it, like cha- the chase of the chase is almost almost as good as get like the goal is like getting people where they need to be getting people gigs booked or 
getting on meetings with people, getting in studios, mm. helping them meet producers that they want to meet, that kind of stuff. Like that is for me, that's fun. I enjoy doing it. That's what, what we mm. enjoy doing. Yeah. So I've got, I guess I've got a double question for you then. So um, what's the most exciting moment you've had with the label? Like, is there, has it been a time where you managed to really help an artist achieve a goal that they were looking to achieve? And for you, who's the most exciting person the label's working with at the moment? That you're like, yeah, I'm really a fan of this person. I guess you have yes. to say all of them, but yeah. So uh, let me we actually play a clip about this thing. Um, I think for, <laughs> for, the, for the most for, for, for me, from I'll go for the for the selfish one for me was um, I've I've been working with this band recently. Um, the next, so I'm not based. So the other two people that we went with are based in London. Ordinarily, that's all right. It's not an issue because you can usually go down and do what you need to do. Uh, and I'm based in Leicester. Um, so I um, I'm working with a band locator sort of found and um, yeah for me they've just had um, their record that I, I worked on quite a bit like I was quite involved in um, they've just had that like test final um, and that's like that's quite quite exciting for me I'm, I mean like if anyone if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that like I love final records and yeah DJ and all that kind of like nerdy audio file stuff I'm, I'm well into it so like for me that was like a real that's when stuff like that happens when you get the physical thing and you're like oh wow this is your you've made this this is yours now like you've got physical you've done this you've got a physical thing and there's no easy feat it's like yeah right well, anyone can upload to SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple Music like it like, costs you like a tenner it's like you've taken the next step to speed it be um to, to be like, yeah, I want to do this. And I, I think I've got enough audience to be able to sell a physical thing for, um, that isn't just, it's like material and, it, and you've, you've got actual an actual thing for your fans. I think, I, think that, yeah. I think that's quite, stuff like that's always exciting for me or um, like when you book people's first gigs and, and they like kill it, that, that's like well exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then at the moment, working like, work, we've, at the moment it's been a bit quiet. Um, again, just because there's not a lot you can do. Uh, we're usually usually always at gigs and, and like talking to yeah. people. Uh, but we're working with, with like this um, duo at the minute. We can't like release any personal details at the minute because it's not like coming to fruition. They're not signed anything, but it should should go well. Then this they're like um they're actually and so <clears throat> what what we with the management kind of side of things, we don't always necessarily go for like artists, we do go for like DJs or like producers as well. So we've got this producer duo at the moment that we're working with. Um, I'll send you the stuff like off air. And uh, they, they're like, I'm quite excited to to work with them at the moment, because I think there's like a really big future for them, and especially when the, the gigs start opening up and everything, they can actually go out and do, do stuff like, I'm really excited for them, just as well because I've not we've not really done anything like this for, for a while. It's kind of it almost is like going back to the roots of, of doing like DJ sets, and I'm getting a little bit excited for that. Probably because I've not been out in about a year and a half, but um, <laughs> like, like that that is 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 quite exciting for us because because it, it is quite new. It's not just like working with an artist or sending out emails or trying to get them um, studio time or anything like that. This is just like good old fashioned producer loves to go out like perform as a DJ like yeah great that's well easy to do but it's really fun and it likes mm. it because I haven't done it for a while I'm just I'm looking I'm really looking forward to that personally yeah no it's, I'm sound like you guys have got some really exciting things coming in the pipeline it's a shame I guess the music industry has been really hit by corona obviously you don't mm. even think about those things that like people you only think about necessarily or I have for the most part I only thought about big artists and their ability to not be able to perform and go on tour but you know mm. you don't think about maybe the smaller artists who really heavily rely on being able to gig um and go from place to place uh so yeah we i'm sure it'd be very interesting for the music scene or very exciting shall i say when they mm. can start getting back to it as well yeah definitely i think i'm, I'm like, i think that is quite an underrated part of being a performer is like oh an artist is performing mm. just for like building fans even if you're doing it like locally a hundred local fans is, is definitely definitely more beneficial than you know 50 that are all scattered across the world if you can get like a, a good local sort of base built up at the start um yeah you do you do miss that when 
when you can't perform. You, you need to go out and like, perform. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to just like plug yourself and when you, you you're not really doing anything else. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, yeah, fingers crossed we can all go back to it soon. Um, uh, so yeah, or go back um, to touring. Well, that's what hopefully they're saying they're doing festivals in the summer. Yeah, Demi, are you touring? I'm not touring. I'm saying that people oh, okay. who are artists yeah. can go back to touring. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, not me touring. Not me personally. Uh, if I was okay. touring, you know, by you know, you'd be on the tour bus with me. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Facts. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that's very, that's threw me off. But yeah, hopefully people can go back to uh, touring and uh, gigging soon. Um, so yeah, next topic um, for today, I uh, wanted to discuss the Grammys, which I believe happened last weekend or yeah. just the other week gone. Um, I think, again, the Grammys just keep doing everything they can to lose their legitimacy with me, man, because... Again, it seems like a few mistakes were made. Um, I don't know. It's it's just, do we need, to, I guess my first question is, do we need to stop giving these award shows the clout that they have and the hold that they have? Because they're just so prestigious. I'm, I'm conflicted on this because I, I do get it. And I get like, it's, it's so weirdly subjective, isn't it? To, to make a, mm. like, how can you really quantify what what song is better than the other song unless you do purely put it down to like this song sold more than this song and then in that case then it's like uh Adele's better than Purple Black Prince it's kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> but um again like they're not a bad artist it's just different isn't it it's, you can't really compare mm. it but on the flip side of it I do love the graphics and I do love I, I do kind of like the prestigiousness of it and, and I do like the Maybe it's because I secretly just want to win one for like engineering or something. And, and that's, what's, <laughs> that's what's keeping me going. But um, yeah, I, I kind of, I do get it. And there, there have been in the past as well, there have been some like absolute, just awful decisions. And just, yeah, way like, okay, that probably should have gone to like that artist. But I think they, I don't know. I, I like the Grammys, but I, I can't see why people don't like them. Mm. It's because for artists, I mean, there's, the, there's the incentive that they get the, um, you know your 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 fee essentially goes up so if you ask somebody to if you if somebody asks you hi could you i don't know engineer this project for me you mm. know in the subject line you can put yeah. i don't know harley <laughs> Grammy award producing you know engineering you know engineer so I, I i understand why you know people put so much credence behind it but um what, what which ones did you not feel like you agreed with demi which ones were you like oh that's i don't know i mean i'm still pretty hung up on the weekend not being nominated at all um, I, I just feel like after that decision, it was the year had been, you know, I think it was done for me. And personally, I actually did feel like Dua Lipa should have won. I think it was album of the year. If she not winning, did she not win nah, any? Wow. No, not anything. I think she won two, but it was in like smaller categories. Obviously, a win's a win. It's a, but dub. Like, I feel, it's a dub. It's a that's a W, mm. but I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, Taylor Swift is their darling, so I, I think. She took home album of the year, but like I don't, I think for something to win album of the year, it needs to be in people's consciousness as well. And this is normally when they give Taylor Swift stuff. I get it because you know the girls everywhere. These last two evermore in folklore. I was like, I've not heard these make a wave anywhere. And I don't know if that's just because it didn't have radio friendly hits or she wasn't trying to put out radio friendly stuff. But this was one of the first times I was like, this didn't really make the noise that it would have made i was pleased with the awards that certain people got you know um it was nice to see uh megan megan stallion get the credit for you know and i think the perfect round off to what has been a fantastic year for her um obviously beyonce is now the most awarded vocal winner and then obviously it's just funny that blue ivy's like eight years old and fucking has a grammy Typical. <laughs> Doesn't she have two? Who you know? Who you know? <laughs> it is who you know. And when your mum's Beyonce, what the fuck are you gonna do? Obviously, you're gonna collect them Grammys. Um, I don't think she got two. I think she just got the one for uh, Brown Skin Girl, uh, mm-hmm. being on that song. But okay, do you know? And to be fair, there were some really nice W's and nice occasions. Um, I think Pop Smoke that- deserved the one though. 
I think Parts Unknown. Yeah, hundred percent. Best new artist, or I'm not sure which one it was. Actually, it might have not been best new artist. It was just Dior that was nominated. Um, but I think Dior deserved. I think it deserved to win because I mean, in rap in general, it was a bit of a a drier year per, mm. compared to others, and I I feel like obviously he died, rest in peace. I still feel like there was a very big impact from that record. Mm. So I I do think that was a snub in my. They got. Life. I think they got uh, best rap album wrong, and I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's, it's a legacy best... thing, isn't it? It's yeah, I was, it was nuts to me that that was Nas's first one, and you know, I think you could even argue he's he's a better work, but you know, that's his first gun. So it was a legacy thing, but Freddie should have won. We know how we feel yeah, about that. Sure, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, that that was a no brainer to me, and then I can't remember what it was, but like, even I'm not even rocking with them that much. Um, I'll tell a lie, but. I do like those boys, BTS, and I, I appreciate what they do for, they've done for their scene and what they do. So I thought they deserve some recognition. Put some respect on their name. Shout out to the army once again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then, then again, BTS. Them boys be crazy. <laughs> but then again, do you feel like Burner Boy should have got a Grammy for this album? No, not at all. Mm. They just knew no. that they messed up last year. Um, not that they messed up because Anti that won it last year, it was fine, but like, oh, the, I'm, I, happy, I I'm happy he won it purely on the basis of his artistry. I'm glad he's mm. won it because he's got it out of the way. Because I feel like he was very, um, he was very disheartened he didn't win it last time around, and that album's a classic. So I feel That's like now, now he's got that out of the way, he can go back to making better music because I don't feel like that album was it, and I feel like he was chasing a Grammy rather than actually. Um, putting out his best, you know, best music. So I, I, I'm glad he's got that out of the way personally, because you can see how much it meant to him, even when he accept, he did his acceptance speech. So mm. shouts out to him. But then again, I feel like with with the Grammys, I mean, they have a panel that they nominate for, you know, each category, um, and and they have like. They have like all the statistics. They have everything that is compiled together to make an actual decision whether they like the album, whether the album has just been streamed too many times. So when it comes to the hip hop thing, I mean, they ask people from the community in terms of the industry. When I say the community, I mean the industry itself. Mm. They ask them to to come and show up, but some people feel like they don't want to show up because they're boycotting the Grammys. And then when things like this happen, it's like. I mean, well, to if, be you fair, just, if you just participated <laughs> the could have got then you probably right. wouldn't have, you could have got it right. And then if you mm, keep doing it year after year after year, then you would have situations where Pop Smoke could have won. Mm. You have, you would have had situations where Nas's album was great, but Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo was like even better. Yeah, so, no, nah, I hear that. I, 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 yeah, to be, that's why I'm not that mad at best rap album. Like, they, to be fair, it's, a, it's, it's like what Colin said, it's a legacy one, you know? Um, hold this, you know, you're one of the greatest rappers of all time. We're giving, you deserve this. So that's basically what it was. I mean, I just feel like some mistakes, uh, some mistakes were made. I, I don't think the weekend, the weekend thing is unforgivable to the point that he's now saying he he never wants his music uh, given to the Grammys, which is a huge loss for them because how do you get to this point that, you know, one of the biggest artists in the world is now saying, I don't want my music submitted to them. That's a that's a that's an L to them because he's gonna only put out great and better music. Mm. He's got a f- he's got a few he's got a few um Grammys already. I think. Am I right? I'm, 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 yeah, I think so. But he's this was like meant to be his year, year man. Yeah, I think he would have won. I do think he would have won record of the year if he'd entered. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, just like the whole album, like back to front, just but went in. It was good. It was just such a good album. However, yeah. I did I did really like folklore personally, and I, <laughs> I listened in the corner like, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm scared at him. <laughs> I, I am like I love I I love really well produced like pop music. All, all my mates love me for this. Like I like Bernie pop music, love it. Like, I don't even I don't even care. I'll find this corner to the death. Like. <laughs> Folklore, I think, was so good. Really, like, taste, I think, in terms of of world musically, yeah, well, it's pretty basic. If you want to get get down to like the ins and outs of it, but just as like a product of pure pop music, she is always like killing it. I think, and I think, 
I think it was actually a good album. Um, I was on another podcast uh, like two or three weeks ago, and again, I was talking about the album saying, I feel like I have to defend myself for saying it because people always give you a look when you say, John, I really like Taylor Swift. But she, no, no, I'm not like, hating. I'm she not does hating. put together like a really like well produced pop music, and it just it does work for me. And I think, based on, I think it, personally, I think it was better than you in, in in terms of how it sounded. Um, and, and again, it's all subject to it, but I just, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, think <laughs> I, was, I, I don't mind that. Nah, I hear that. And do you know what? T Swizzle, she's, she's normally good in my books. She just did not make, she didn't make a sound with these albums. Like, she'll always sell well. So you already know she's, mm. she's always going to do like a mi- close to a million first week. Um, even if she doesn't. Go, like, go, to... go on, yeah. So I think if you go back to like the, the panel of like, of, of the people that are voting, it's gem- generally to meet the criteria. It's generally older people, anyway. So mm. I'm, a, I, I'm always to the fact that Taylor Swift win. It is people's kids making those decisions, and, and like that's what they hear all the time. But like you said, mm. like she has loads of fans, and most of them are going to be teenage girls. Mm. Um, generally speaking, and the Grammy. Do you know what I mean like the people who are voting on the Grammys? A lot of people. They, mm. They're probably hearing that all the time. They're like, oh yeah, I've heard that. That's record of the year. That, that's the only reason I think uh, Macklemore won uh, over Kendrick Lamar is <laughs> because someone's kids has been like playing thrift shop nonstop. That's a fact. That's the album for the year, you know, because they, they ain't heard swimming or they, they ain't heard like swimming pools or. or that's or, a fact. Or, don't kill my vibe. They've just had the shop was everywhere. Like, could not escape the shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what? That decision was crazy and still is to me, but I've seen like certain think pieces on it that make it make sense but it, it just not that it can to me but from the wise the words from... of Emmanuel Jabogwe I'm hearing it but I'm not hearing I'm sorry the only argument was I guess the argument was that um that album that Macklemore put out was inescapable like yeah you, you know them you songs know. um what's that one can't hold you down or whatever. I, don't, I can't remember, but I know. Can't, can't hold me. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At uni, that was a decent song. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating. You made good music. I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, I think. I actually think we released a uh, like a remix of that on, on SoundCloud back in the day. That, that's how like big it was. We we did a, uh, a remix yeah, of Drop It Set. So it's it's been about. It, mm. he, it's a big song. It's and a very big song. I guess I guess what you just want going forward is that you know these these uh, these prestigious awards um, they make the right decisions and sometimes they will get it wrong you know they they definitely will get it wrong at some points but hopefully they get it right more than they get it wrong because this you know this is people's careers in the balance and people are fans of these people you just want to see them get the right decision yeah for sure also honorary mention to Kay Tronada uh, when mm. the boy got two didn't he he got two yeah. Yeah. Thundercat one as well, which is quite a Thundercat yeah. one, which is quite a big. That's um, great. great. I have to win because I think they do deserve it. And 100%. Yeah. 100%. You know what? To be fair, that, that's really interesting because Cardi put out a good point. That girl be talking a lot of rubbish, but when when she does say something good, she says something good. And um, it was the fact that, all right, we're all screaming about, you know, the weekend didn't get nominated, but there's a lot of smaller, I don't want to say smaller acts, but acts that might not get the recognition that have been nominated this year and won this year that, you know, we wanted to get recognition for years. Like, you know, to the fact that Kate Trinaldo has two, that's insane to me because, you know, he's been there since uni and he wasn't particularly that big back then, but it's always nice to see people's uh, growth and progression. 100%. Demi, did you see um, Dewey's, Dewey's performance? I, I caught a glimpse of it. What are you saying? No, just ask him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it was making uh, some um, some movements on the on the internet. People are very happy with her performance. So I was wondering if you're one of them. You know I'm a fan, man. I stay <laughs> I stay I stay up to date. Listen, them shit's I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> Make your waist like do a leaper. I hear it. And if you were onto something, um, what's it? Cardi and Max performance. I love you, Cardi Patel. That shit was hilarious. There was a point that looked like they were doing up WWE, and I was just yeah, like, oh. make it. it's like a, a mobile. Yeah, oh, it was very. Nah, it was, it was an interesting. Um, I don't know if I'd been on a team, I might have said you might want to go back to the drawing board, uh, drawing board on that one. But um, now, nah, either way, it was a, it's a good night. Um, 
And obviously, there are lots of laughs and that's like that. But again, it goes back to the point of what we were saying earlier. We just want them to make the right decision. So Grammys will be watching closely. Uh, hopefully, you know, when people are back out again as well, we'll see how that impacts the Grammys mm-hmm. and their decisions. Um, and a big album is coming their way with uh, CLB. So we'll see how they react to that next year. Um, speaking of uh, Certified Lover Boy and all things Drake, he went... He, he went one, two, three on the Billboard Hot 100 with What's Next, Wants and Needs, and Lemon Pepper Freestyle. I, to be honest, I'm shocked at how well Lemon Pepper tried because that's a, a six minute song of him just ranting, basically. But um, all the that is, <laughs> his dominance is just out of this world. Because I will even say in his catalogue, these aren't even top, close to top tier songs. At this point, Drake, it, is Mc, Drake, Drake is McDonald's and anything he says will just... Mm, I have point. a hot take for Go that for song, it. Lemon Pepper Beast. I have a hot take. I think that song was was made to slander Pusha T. The whole thing? Yeah. I think it was done to, because we've never really heard Drake talk this luxurious talk. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying like sometimes it's like it. yeah I've done this I go to the like he's he's talking small small stuff but he's never said mm. luxurious talk like this ever and it's put Rick Ross in the beginning Ooh. like I, I think this was just to say that push the T I'm actually better than you in every single way you could possibly think I think that was the that was the main purpose of the song Thing is, you know what? Push you can't talk to Pusha T because I just don't feel like he'd be bothered by this. I know what you're saying, yeah. and so, sometimes he, he's trying to stunt, but Pusha's not going to care. He put him in a casket, so as, as far as far as he's concerned, his work here is done. Pusha's undefeated. Yeah, Pusha wouldn't do it. It's nothing. Like, Definitely, isn't it? Well, how, 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 how do you come back from that? You, I just I don't know how you come back from that. It's like in, in the group chat. When, you you'd sort of do like a joke and then your boy absolutely rinses you afterwards it's like <laughs> not replying leave it on red because there's just nothing else you can do yeah, you've got to hold it <laughs> you've got to hold it yeah. but this is he is a juggernaut like he cannot be stopped at this point it's, it's like insane MJ, MJ levels it, it just yeah insane it's, it's, it's insane. stuff that we haven't seen before yeah 100% but then also I think maybe the reason why he's been like that EP that he put out Scary Hours 2 mm. I think the reason why it's been successful is because everyone's back inside again maybe that everyone's people are back just inside again new music. and people they want to hear something where it's like they want to go outside but at the same time because well there was the other two songs there was the Lemon Pepper Freestyle and then there was the one with um my man, little baby, uh, little baby. Those two songs, mm. you could pretty much listen to them when you're inside the house. Mm. But then also the first track, and then little baby. I forgot the name, the names of the songs. But the first track and little baby, song, <laughs> you can listen to them when you're in the club as well. The only song that you can't listen to when you're in the club is Lemon Pepper Freestyle. But the way the way like is done, three songs, three tracks. You could listen to them when you're outside, but you could but you could definitely listen to them when you're inside. And I think. It's three tracks. You can listen to them. You can listen to them over and over again. Now they've sold, what, 970,000 units collectively. This is insane. And then also they're the top three. One, two, three. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's just like, mm. people want to go outside, but Drake is producing songs where you can listen to outside or inside. And that's, that's what it's always been. Ways. Is yeah, that's nice that peak. But that's what he's always yeah. been good at. Like he's always really adapted. I think that's why he's been on top for the last it's 10 years. I don't see anyone taking his 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 place now. Like he's it's solidified. The boy could say the word the at this point on a track, and that's it. It's going number one. Just because he did that. If he'd done that poopy scoop that um Kanye did, we'd be looking at a, <laughs> a top 10 single. It's it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Just so He's he he's solidified in my opinion. I think a moment like this does that as well. I've never seen anything like that. I, like I'm actually thinking his whole album could take up the top ten when it comes out. Like if he can do this mm. with an EP, didn't I think he did that as well. I think that was yeah, like quite yeah, a few yeah, yeah. And I want to say Scorpion even did a little set. Like 
seven out of the top ten was songs from Scorpion. It's so, ridiculous, man. Yeah, no, nah, his his power is insane. I, I don't know what the album's gonna look like, but if I guess you can that, attribute it. You can kind of attribute a bit to like you know a bit of a a drought as well. There's not many big hitters dropping music right mm. now, so in essence, it's almost a free run. There's songs that have been on the top 10 that have been there for, I mean, what, Blinding Lights has been there for how long? <laughs> a year? So a year. I think I think it was perfect timing as well, on mm. top of everything, because they there's nobody to get really... that driver's license song out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, to, to this day, I've not heard it, but it's been number one for how long? I can't escape that song, because they play, when we're working from home, they play the radio, and that song always comes on. I'm like, it's I. But what the fuck is this doing at number one for eight weeks? Crazy. I, I, I don't know, man. She's She's got Disney in her corner, so that explains it, but nah. But, you know, again, uh, credit to Drake. We're fans of his work, so more power to him. Um, interested to see what the album has in store as well. I don't think... The thing I'm interested in is I don't feel like Scary Hours gave an indication onto what sort of sound he's going to give as well. So... I'm interested to see what happens going forward. All right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he does, like, because what he's released over the is like, it's high catalog. It's so eclectic. It could exactly, be yeah. But, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm very excited. Um, can someone remind me of the fourth topic? Um, it is. Kanye's net worth? Yes. Yes, Kanye's net worth. Insane. Hmm, I'm skeptical. I don't know if I believe it. That, that's my, that's my, I, I think it's a bit like, you know, like Donald Trump had that famous quote, it's like, my death is however I feel on that day. I feel like, I feel like that's what Kanye does. It's like one day I'm in debt and then the next day I'm worth $6.6 billion. You can't inflate those that's, numbers. That's a lot. Well, who's, I don't know, who's verified this? Where's it coming from? Because, for example, Dr. J, we know he's a billionaire because he literally had a prior big, massive deal with Apple Music. Mm. We know he's made a billion. Same with same with Diddy. He had the big. He's had loads of. You could sort of yeah okay. And they all, that's all like and Jay Z as well. They were like near one billion. I don't know how mm. Kanye would be six times, maybe seven times more than that without any that, like, that, like, like the years ain't popping off that much. I uh, you know what I mean? There's there's not that big. It, it has. It could. It has to be. That's the only thing I can attribute to it. Really, it has to be the Yeezys and I, his collaboration mm. with Adidas. Well, the, the last job wasn't for ages anyway. I can't, I just can't, I feel like it's not true. I just feel like, maybe that's just the, the pessimist to me, but I feel like <laughs> he's, just, he's just being, he's being Kanye, he's going through a divorce, he's like, oh, my wife just left me, I'm going to tell everyone I'm worth $7 billion, that, that's, that's it, just make myself feel better. What was going to act different after finding that out, that's for sure. Um, in, in, terms of, in terms of him being worth $6 billion, and then the next day he's worth one point eight. Like, I thought that was trash. Whoever was this? You can't, like, you can't make it up. Like that's that's a piss take. Can you imagine? You like, it, he, oh yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's worth six point six billion already. I think. Mm. But then again, during this COVID time, several millionaires, billionaires have ex- have exponentially grown their uh, wealth, their net worth by a tremendous amount. So him being worth by Six six point six billion. I could see it, but not right now. Not right mm. now. Um, him being worth maybe three billion. Yeah, maybe. I could believe that. Not, yeah, 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 not not six point six billion. I mean, the Yeezy, the Yeezys itself has done. I mean, his collaboration with um, Adidas brand is done in ex- like a, a stupendous amount of money in terms of. Um, sales and also hype culture as well like mm. the sneaker hype itself it's, it's done a lot because every time they do well majority of the products that release not so much now but majority of the products that release i would say 90 percent of them sold out immediately whenever mm. there's a collaboration so in terms of getting the profits um straight away i mean they're doing very well adidas and both easy brand him now collaborating with um, Gap as well for the clothing. <laughs> um, him trying to make some cheap 
Hogan already. I think the 6.6 is a projection of what he could possibly be worth. Not currently at the moment. But 3 point, I'll say 3.2. 3.2 is probably worth that right now. But mm. to then turn around and say that he's worth 6.6 billion in the midst of his divorce. It's too much of a whoever, job. Whoever did that, whoever did that, I think they just wanted the Kardashian clan, the Kardashian Jenner clan, just to go crazy and say, listen, we're gonna take half of that. <laughs> it's too it's too much of a it's too much of a jump from um that article that came out last year, the uh, the Forbes article, because I read that article and I think that the figures make sense because the majority of his, his worth comes from, um, let's say if he was to sell his Yeezy brand as a whole, he would get, the vast majority of his, his 1.3 billion would have come from that. And that makes perfect yeah. sense. But I think in for your brand in order to, for it to grow, what, an extra 5 billion in... In twelve months is is, is yeah. It's not, it's not, but it's to not be, possible. I'm not to be fair. But he was saying um, he thinks it's estimated as being higher that his net worth. But then mm. he's got to be out of debt then by now. Like I, I, I don't I mean, know how he's not in debt. He's not in debt. He might have debt. I think people have a wrong wrong conception of the word debt. He might have debt because you can have debt and not be in debt. If that makes sense, you mm. can have a portion of your money that's funded by like loans and mm. um, like. Like, um, for example, that's what happened to him. But you can still have an, a multi-million dollar business making loads of money on the side. So he's not in debt mm. anymore. I doubt he would be. But you, can still hold, you, can, you can still hold debt, if that makes sense. Mm. So Collins, you're saying pretty much um, a net worth can't really grow in such an exponential amount within a certain amount of time. So from one point, from 1.3 billion to 6 billion, Within two years, it can't really happen. I think it's I think it's quite unrealistic. Mm. Especially that, that if conversation you're, we had money. Yeah. So that yeah, conversation yeah. we had about that certain company. Yeah. His is that situation is slightly different because of what he's selling. So if you take like Elon Musk and like uh, Tesla and what they're doing is slightly different because that's like you're selling cars and that the markup is you know it's ludicrous. Whereas the shoes and like fashion. I think it's harder for it to grow that much in a small period of time. Yeah, the gap, the gap, deal, really. the gap deal helps. I think the gap deal can easily be another bill if I'm keeping yeah. it back. But yeah. I don't see I don't see it being an extra like four or five billion. That, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me personally. We'll have to wait and see. I, 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 it's interesting. I'm yeah to go from one billion to six point six in twelve months, especially in the industry that he's trying to do that in. I'm just I'm not buying it. If, I, I guess if you're comparing it to Elon, what Elon sells and what Elon's in, involved in, if that has a really good year, that could, you know, that could really change his projection. Whereas I don't see what Kanye sells or pushes as being something that can go from, you know, being <laughs> taken on from 1.1 billion to 6.6. I just don't see that industry being able to do that, no matter how good a year they have, really. In the space of 12 months as well, nah. Yeah, I think Elon's well, Elon's world isn't it? It's based on the price of uh, Tesla, isn't it? That, that's, yeah, you can like see the increase in that. Whereas Kanye is not a company. There's no like big. There's no like Kanye Incorporated. that's publicly traded where people can buy it and make him worth that much. It's kind of like yeah, I I, I think it, it would be hard unless it, again unless it's getting like multi billion dollar deals on like two or three different places. Hmm. That we don't know about. I'm just, I'm just watching Tesla very the difference between is, is like mad. Yeah, I'm I'm just watching Tesla very, very closely. <laughs> but um, right, well, yeah, no, that, that whole that whole that's the, whoever did that is you just wanted to be messy. Like you can't you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you tell everybody, yeah. you see that guy over there, fam, he's worth the bag, and then tomorrow he ain't worth nothing. Like, don't do that. <laughs> you can't. Kanye's in the house screaming, jumping on sofas like Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, but he has his accountants, he has his financial advisors, you know, solicitors, attorneys, so on and so forth that can actually confirm with him. Like, what is that? So who brought that out? Was it Forbes themselves? I, I don't know who it was did another, that. It was I think... another publication, and then Forbes debunked it. I'm not sure. Oh, who, okay. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, I know Forbes do their research when they tried to take that shit away from Kylie. <laughs> it was painful. Kylie woke up and she weren't a billionaire. 
Paul said that that family been lying. Mm. We'll, we'll see. Um, all right. So final topic for today: uh, Disney or Marvel? Disney Marvel has released their latest TV show, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be keeping us entertained for the next, uh, I believe, five weeks. The first episode came out yesterday, so I understand if you guys haven't had enough time to watch it. But um, I was impressed with what I saw. I must say. I've just finished watching one division, so I've definitely not seen the uh, winner win, uh, <laughs> yet. But um, it looked, I'm planning on watching it today. It does look good. But usually, I like to wait until they all come out and then I can watch it in a big block. Smart, yeah. yeah. I can't, yeah. you know, I do kind of wish I did that with one division. I think yeah. the, the I more really I sit. That with one division. The first three episodes, that's like, what the hell is going on here? Exactly. Yeah. If I watch it, I'm just like, just stick with it. Oh, see, the thing is, with... that. yeah, week on week. I've, do you know the more I'm sat here with one division, the more I get disappointed. I'm like, there was such a missed opportunity, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, what, Iman? What are you saying? You're entitled to your own opinion, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm gonna make it clear. It's a, it's a, it was a good show. I just feel disappointed with some of the stuff that happened. But I digress. So, Cole, I'm assuming you've watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I have. I watched it yesterday. Um, without giving away any spoilers, I agree. I thought it was good. I thought um, it's quite personal. They take, take it. It's quite a slower episode, but they're mm. up the characters in ways we haven't seen before. And I feel like it'll be interesting to see if Disney tackle some of the issues that would come with Sam trying to become Captain America. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, obviously, because it will tie into so many issues that America already have. So, I'm curious to see if Disney will actually go there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I hear that. I'm happy so far, though. That was a really good episode. It opinion. was, and I think it was a perfect balance of action and story. So, obviously, uh, you all got a really good action scene to look forward to at the start of the episode. But the stories that they tried to tell, and I like this sort of stuff because it's it's Marvel on the ground. It's like. <laughs> This is, these people are still people at the end of the day. There's, there's shit they want to do. There's, there's stuff they need to get done, which makes for really interesting TV. Like, I've, I've, I'm really pleased that Marvel didn't just ignore the fact that the blip happened and they aren't answering questions. You know, the, if that did happen, um, mm-hmm. the, if half the population went away and then came back, um, you know, there'd be shit that would uh, really be impacted. So it's interesting to see how they dealt with how people have dealt with that emotionally, um, how that's affected business. So, yeah, I'm interested to see the, the direction they go in with this. I think this could be one of the best things they've done if pulled off right. Yeah, I think I quite, yeah. like, I, I quite like they touched upon that. Like, again, I can't talk about one division, just what I've seen, but they, they kind of like briefly touched on that there. And I, I, quite, I did quite like that. Like, oh, it's not just this happened and now everyone's back it's just normal so they actually mm. show people like panicking and all of that so I thought that's like a good idea to at least take it. especially for the, the stuff in like movies like yeah, you can't sit in a two hour two and a half hour movie and expect to see all the tiny little details where with the TV shows I think it's quite a good idea that they can take it a bit slower they can show you bits that yeah. you just wouldn't be bothered to see that they'd get cut from the movie yeah 100% it's just nice to see these I don't want to say smaller characters but these characters who have been and more side roles in the in the films actually get their stories fleshed out. Yeah, um, and obviously, I I think um, I'm happy for Anthony Mackie actually because I think he's been a really good actor and he's been around 100%. for years. <laughs> yeah, going back like to eight. Yeah, going yeah, he's a good guy. Going back to Eight Mile, he's been around, and he, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> this could be his. This I don't want to say it could be his break, but you know, everyone needs that like one thing. Um, mm-hmm that really propels him. I think this could be that thing that does that for him. I think a lot of people are about to fall in love with him as a person um, and just really enjoy the work that he's putting out. So, yeah, I'm happy about that as well. But again, yeah, I think it's, it's cool because um, I think, that, again, well, what you touched upon earlier as well, of like introducing this way, because I think they did, they did kind of hint at the last Avengers, didn't they, that he might become the next Captain America. Mm. So I think if you like ease him into that, because like, comic book plans are a bit weird slash racist anyway so I feel like if you just suddenly <laughs> if you suddenly customer 
for the normal average but you know they're a bit like loads of backlash if suddenly they've just made Captain America black and they're like oh social PC culture all of that rubbish whereas like if at least at least with this people who would have that response could be like eased, in, like, eased into it and then it's not such a big shock yeah. to them, like I don't know I mean don't get me wrong I, don't, I think that's an absolute awful reason to, to not like a character but I feel yeah, like it does people happen. are going to have that like it happens yeah. I think they made a big thing about it when um, in the Fantastic Four when um, the human torch was black Michael B. Um, Jordan Michael they B. Made, Jordan yeah they made yeah. Michael B. Jordan yeah they, like, they made a big thing about that and I was like the guy yeah. can literally and turn himself on fire and you're worried about his skin like, <laughs> <laughs> why, why does that bit need to make sense to you like, what's going on oh that's hilarious that's a fact yeah, no. Um, you guys be worrying about the wrong things, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, like, too much time on your hands, like for real. This this is what people want to be annoyed. Speaking of too much time on the hands, just I guess before we close and go into the music section, um, uh, Justice League. What are you saying? We're watching it four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah too much, <laughs> bro. My life's uh, like the first one work didn't draw me, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard the reviews in it I've heard the reviews and good, they've man. all said I'm that they, they've all said that pretty much it is it's a complete body of work it's not chopped up like it's not funny here like fake satire here like it's a complete <laughs> body of work so when you see it start to finish it's proper I think what they should have done was just do a part one part two yeah, four hours yeah. is too it, long, bro. Yeah. yeah, four hours is way too long. But part one and a part two, I think, would have at least it, it just would have just given, but you know what? That was the always the plan. It was meant to be two films, it was meant to be Justice League part one and Justice League part two. God knows what Joss Whedon was on when that when he was trying to put that film together. Car that, <laughs> that film is bad. Um. But I'm interested to see what was actually Zack Snyder's vision. Um, and people are enjoying it. I'm inter- The thing I'm really interested in is, obviously, Batman v Superman wasn't good, but people are really enjoying this. So is, I think it's a possibility that he's learned from his mistakes and he's, he's going to give a better body of work, basically. And it'll be nice to see his vision um, all in one place, nicely wrapped up, even if it is four hours long and the aspect ratio is going to piss me off because it looks like it was filmed on a ni- in the 90s like, I don't get it but again he, we'll see we'll see yeah, we'll discuss it but in a month when we've actually watched it because <laughs> I don't even know for how I'm going to find the time to watch this movie bro I'll, you know what I'll, I'll watch it I'll watch it tonight man I'll, I'll, I'll try to get it in tonight. today I'm not doing anything I'm going to go for my one legal allowed walk and then I'll go from there and see what's up wow. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> you have to get that walk in, man. <laughs> All right. Um, hey. Uh, so, to end the show, obviously, boys, give us your music selection for this week. Cool, cool, cool. I don't even know what mine is. Um, damn, 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 damn. Um, Go on. My choice is from a Brighton rapper by the name of RD. I came across his song on um, Grand Daily. Sometimes I just click on something, I'll be, you know, because you can't find music that way, and I was really impressed. Um, if he gets the right team behind him, could be looking at another industry plant because he kind of reminds me of H. I don't want to compare that because they kind of look alike, but um, the song is good, 6 a.m. in Brighton. Um, it's a good freestyle. Check out the video as well on Grand Daily. It's approaching nearly 500k views and I'd imagine it'll touch a mil probably by the end of the month so I'm happy to be able to say I was one of the first that got in there as well so yeah now nah, it looks like he could be onto big things so RD 6am in Brighton cool great I'll add that mine is called Monogram by One Ason and a guy called Wave I think uh, the song's mm. hard the song's hard that's all I gotta say the song is hard my song is from Coming to America. Uh, Say a word. Mothers. <laughs> <laughs> you watched the film? Yeah, I've watched the film. Uh, I, didn't think it, I didn't think it was that bad. 
Personally. It's just like a it's a bit corny. Yeah, yeah. You had his moments, but it was all right. It was all right, man. If you came in with the film, if you came to watch the film knowing it's gonna be corny, then you had a good time. Came with a high expectation then. I didn't really like one. I've never really liked one. I always thought it was a bit weird anyway. So I was no I was in no rush to watch two. See what I'm saying, Collins. You see what I'm saying? People <laughs> were born in 95. <laughs> oh. It was a horrible... It was, nah, it was like an African accent. It just weren't good, man. But that, that was me. That was me. Maybe it was because I was born in 95. I'm Eddie Murphy fan, boy. I, I love it. Eddie Murphy. What was your first Eddie Murphy film? First Eddie Murphy film? That's a good yeah. question. But probably not uh, Nutty Professor. Or um, Doctor Doolittle. Do do yeah. I, I just I, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, Go on, man. What's the what's the song? Uh, techno Waka Waka. Yeah. Okay. Songs vibes. Yeah. I'm just no I'm thinking of Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Harley. What's your choice? Um, you I will do Love Your Life by Marante. Perfect. All right. Oh, well, no, hold on. Can I change the song? Can I change the song? Can I change the song? You know you can. <laughs> What's this? Imagine if I've been like, no. Te- te- oh, techno, yeah. Listen, that song actually bangs. It's actual vibes here. But I was just to song this morning. And it's Big Sean, Kanye West, uh, Marvin Gaye, Chardonnay. That song brought me memories. <laughs> Even that though that song's old yet, but it's a good song, so I'll put nah, that instead. Sometimes you have to throw it back. I respect that. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Um, all right, so Maiden Chafford podcast, episode 79, uh, another one in the books. Harley, thank you for inviting us. So, um, inviting us so. <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for coming thank on the podcast. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell the people where they can find you online? Yeah, sure. You can find uh, anything to do with abstract recordings. Uh, it's literally at abstract recordings on everything except Twitter. But we don't really use Twitter anyway. So uh, on Twitter, it's like abstract recordings underscore. So. Keep it, keep keep in touch. We're we're all very active on it, and you know, if you want to hear some good music coming out, that's the place to find. Yeah, that's the place to go, people. Um, yeah, no, another one in the books. Until next time, take care.